back to the Grower Radio Network. I'm Chris Mosby with Greenhouse Management and Produce Grower Magazines. I'm joined today by Jim Barrett, a professor at the University of Florida who recently performed an important trial for poinsettia growers. Jim, can you tell us a little bit about the experiment you performed? Uh, yes, Chris, I can. Uh, thank you for inviting me to do this. White fly is an important problem on poinsettias. Every poinsettia grower has to deal with the issue. And so last year in our poinsettia crop, we um, evaluated a new product uh, called RICAR, and we were looking at sort of three different components of using RICAR. The first one is whether or not it was safe to use, whether phyto problems. Uh, Second is how well it actually worked as a product. And the third one was looking at incorporating RICAR into a program through a poinsettia crop to produce a crop, controlling the white fly, and in this particular case, without using a neonic. Uh, and so those were the three aspects of the experiment that we did. Okay. And Jim, can you kind of give us the details of how you conducted this experiment what exactly uh, you tested on? Yes. The the works on poinsettias, uh, I'm specializing poinsettias now, and we're looking for white fly control. And the safety component of it, RICAR is used as a spray. And so we targeted the timing of application right after the plants are pinched when you have nice soft growth coming out and the uh, grower would be applying a spray product to control whitefly. So we applied RICAR at different rates and our highest rate was actually uh, four times the recommended rate. Uh, we just wanted to see how safe RICAR was and so we went to a rate that might represent someone making a mistake. And so at that point uh, we applied it twice. We did not see any injury to the plants. Uh, we used three different uh, poinsettias, a red one, a white one, and a pink one. And then at the end of the crop, another time of application is as the bracts are forming and growers are concerned about damage with the bracts. And so again, three different varieties, uh, a white, a pink, and a, and a red, we applied RICAR at two different stages and did not see any injury or residue on the bracts. And so from that standpoint, it's very safe. Interesting. And you said your experiment focused on two other uh, tenants for the experiment, which were how well it worked and its ability to be incorporated into a program. So what were your results uh, with regards to those two tenants? Yes. In uh, what we call the efficacy or how well it works study, we applied RICAR. First, the setup. Um, I had plants that had not been treated with any insecticide with a huge number of white fly on them. And I brought the treated plants in and exposed them to the white fly. And so that exposure was for a week before we actually did the treatments. So at the time of the treatment, we had a huge population of white fly, lots of adults, and lots of eggs on the treated on the plants that were going to be treated. So this was a very bad scenario that I put the treatments into. We had RICAR, uh, and we compared it to a safari spray and the control plants. And then we measured or counted the number of white fly over about uh, three to four weeks. And just real quick on the numbers, for example, counting the immature stages, our non-treated plants had 38 immature individuals per square centimeter, about the size of your thumbnail. The safari plants had one immature, and the RICAR-treated plants had four. And so what that meant was that all those eggs that had been laid on the leaves and then treated with RICAR and treated with safari, those eggs hatched, the immature stages started feeding, and then 
they died and dried up. And so we got very good control with both uh, RICAR and Safari in a very, uh, really severe kind of study with a large population of white fly. Interesting. And so the third sort of tenet of your experiment was its ability to be incorporated into a program. And I think that leads us to a good question. Uh, what do your results tell us about a successful and safe white fly program for poinsettia growers? How should they be defending themselves against white flies? Uh, white fly control is all about a programmed approach. The grower needs to have a plan and what chemicals they're going to use and how they're going to rotate through them for a number of different reasons. First one is avoiding the buildup of resistance to a particular product, and then just the different levels of efficacy that you have with different products. And so in our large variety trial with 130 different varieties in it, we used a plan that had RICAR applied twice after pinching, and then uh, we used Contos as a drench the last week of September, and then we used a product called Mainspring, at the end of October. So Rykar was our main spray product that we used uh, following pinch. And then we moved, which the Rykar gives us a good, uh, with two applications, a good four weeks worth of control. And then we moved into drench material that would carry the crop through finish. And so a rotation of products using uh, a product like Rykar that's very good as a spray, and then products like Contos or Mainspring that are very effective for drenches is a type of program that I recommend that growers uh, think about to get really good control. So growers shouldn't be reliant on a single chemical? No, they shouldn't. And most growers realize that and then do some rotations. One of the problems that I see has emerged a little bit in the last few years is that some of the growers relying on some older, uh, less expensive products that don't have the level of effect or efficacy that they did 10 and 15 years ago. And so they might use an older material material and then thinking that they're going to get six to eight weeks worth of control and they only get two to three weeks. And then all of a sudden, uh, they're not planning on what to do to control the white fly population when it builds back up. So that's part of the reason that I recommend that planned rotation of the different materials. Fantastic information, Jim. Thanks for taking some time to share it with us. All right. Thank you, Chris. Enjoyed being here. And for more podcasts, stay tuned to the Grow Radio Network.